Yeah, that's right. It's me. The one and only Rick Daniel. And we're here for another episode. An episode of what, you might ask? Well, I'm forced to tell all. Tell all of what? Tell you all about Rick Daniel. Now I've chosen this topic today for no particular reason. This is about a time in my life that I would like to call the drunken summer. Let me paint the scene for you guys, because I don't think anybody ever will know about this. This is one piece of Rick Daniel that you're getting that is 100% Rick Daniel. No one out there will know this story of Rick Daniel or who Rick Daniel was at this time. Because this was before Rick Daniel sought the limelight. This was when Rick Daniel was trying to figure out who Rick Daniel would be. When there was only one mask to wear, and that was the Rick Daniel mask to wear. Let me take you on this tale of my youth. And a time in my life that changed many things for me. Gave me much insight on the person I wanted to become. The Drunken Summers. I was about the age of 15. Yeah. I was 15 years old or something like that. I lived in a very small community, a very small area, you know. Me and my neighbor friends had about four or five of them. Well, we would always hang out. We were known as the boys from this block. And so, you know, we would always throw gatherings, but we were so young at the time that drugs and alcohol had not been influenced into our lives yet. But as you can tell by the tale, Drunken Summer, you know, that's the title of this tale. I guess you can tell that uh, this is going to be a tale of times when the alcohol became introduced into our lives. And let me tell you, you're absolutely goddamn right. Because this is not your church's podcast. This is the fucking devil's podcast. These fucking slick-ass suit-and-tie bastards are forcing me to do this. This is just something I felt I should fucking tell. A Rick Daniel that people don't know. So, me and the boys from this block, 
We were getting ready for our usual summertime kickoff. School had just ended. And we were getting ready for this party that we threw every year leading up into that. The boys from this block present the summer kickoff party gathering thing. So there were talks amongst the boys from this block if we were really going to do it this time. We always used to mouth off and joke around and talk highly like we would be these big shot party guys. Like we could be somebody that we were not. Well, let me tell you something about Rick Daniel. Rick Daniel did not have the confidence he has now. He was what you may call a little bitch. But... We did it. We got our friend, Tommy, you know, Tommy from the next block over. We got his mom to go pick us up some beers. We gave her about a hundred bucks. We said, buy some beers, buy some liquor. We're going to make some punch. We're going to spike that punch. We're going to get fucked up. And she replied... That's fine. Just make sure I'm okay to come over because I'm going to get fucked up with you guys. Now, the boys from this block were not very excited about this. They did not want to have some older woman at our party watching out for us. Looking out for us, making us safe. Drinking is fun if you're responsible. We did not want that. This was the summer kickoff house gathering or something like that from the boys from this block. So we told her no. She said, fuck off. She threw all of our money back at our face. She said, you're fucking scum. You're fucking nothing. Your party's going to be shit. Your party ain't going to be great. I'm going to fucking call the cops on it. I know where all your motherfuckers' houses are. So what we had to do is we had to beat the shit out of Tommy. Tommy from the other block had to get his ass kicked because his mom didn't know how to fucking handle herself and she wanted to be a part of these fucking parties. Now... We found another another person whose mom would be willing to buy us some fucking booze. His name was Bobby. Now, Bobby was a pretty chill cat. He just asked his mom, hey, can you go pick me up, my friends, up some booze and some liquor? She said, sure, but once I get it, you guys better fuck off with that shit because I'm not responsible for your asses. We said, yes, that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we need. Can you please go get us those fucking booze? She came back with her backseat loaded full of beers and liquor. She told Bobby, take the fucking car. 
If you get caught on fucking saying it's stolen, get the fuck out of here. We bounce out of there. We get the fuck going. We be- we end up back at the gathering spot, you know. I, I don't remember exactly which boy from this block's house it was. Maybe uh, Keith's. I think it might have been our friend Keith. He, uh, Keith's parents always left him in town as they went on vacation to the Bahamas almost every single summer. They did it towards the end of those years, and I think even after our graduation, they were in the Bahamas and missed their son's graduation. Their only son's graduation, they missed it because they were in the Bahamas. But that's aside from this point. This is a story about a party that we had at Keith's house. So it was our first time getting fucked up. And we made some gnarly punch. It, we had about two bottles of punch. We poured about three bottles of vodka. We poured one bottle of that punch in there. And that was that. If people had problems with it, they could fuck off and suck a dick. Eat a clit. Who cares? We don't give a fuck. The boys from this block were crazy. So, you know, we're raging, we're having a good time, everybody's drinking the beers, the liquor's moving well, it's flowing down everybody's throats, it's bumping through our bloods, the boys from this block are happy. Now me, I'm watching everything happen from the far side of the yard, you know, I'm just anxious, I'm getting kind of fucked up. I could feel my legs tingling, and when I would walk, I could not feel my body moving. I could only just contemplate that I was doing such a thing, and it was weird, and it was strange, and I don't know what the fuck else to tell you about it, but that's how I was feeling. Anyway, anywho, anyhow... So I'm watching this party break out, you know. Bobby's fucking the champion. Everybody's loving that motherfucker. He came through clutch. He fucking got us the booze. He got us the liquor. And his mom told us to fuck off. Fuck off and don't ever come back here with that shit. Until it's all gone. So what did we do? We fucking tried to kill all that shit in that night. Little did we know... There would be a little revenge plot happening, brewing the next block over, you know. Tommy's mom was a little bit upset that we had to put Tommy in some fucking fist punches. Yeah, we put him in fist punches in front of those fist punches. We beat the shit out of that kid. All because his mom wanted to party with some underage kids. What a fucking strange lady. Am I right? Anyway. Anyway. So there's some revenge plot brewing up next door. Not next door, the next block over. And what are we doing? We're just getting fucked up. We're just getting lit. This is all of our first times getting wasted. So we're just trashed. You know, the people that we invited over, they're trashed. I couldn't say it was their first time, but everybody 
From what I could tell was trashed, even myself, the room had not begun spinning just yet. But I remember hearing some car roll up, and it just had some fat, fat music bumping. And we all turned, and we're like, what the fuck's going on? Because we knew it wasn't a cop. Obviously, it's not a cop if a, a cop does not play gangster music in his car. And if that cop is, that cop's fucking smart because, you know, he's he's really given the impression that he's not a cop. But this was no cop. This was Tommy's mom. Tommy's mom and her big boyfriend, fresh out of prison. Now that big-ass motherfucker came and just kicked that back door down, split the fucking wooden door right in half. And then he walked right up to Bobby because everybody was cheering on Bobby. Bobby was literally being treated like a king in royalty to the fact that you would think that that was Bobby's house because of how good of a party it was. So this big-ass motherfucker, Tommy's mommy's boyfriend... Picks Bobby up by the neck. And that shit was crazy. Had to take like seven people to get Bobby down from there. This guy was like, you beat the shit out of Tommy's mommy's boy. And we did, yes. Yes, but Bobby had nothing to do with that. We said nothing because we were all fucked up. And we were not ready to get into some scrap fights. So, Bobby got the beat down. Bobby, uh, Bobby got some fight for some. Bobby, Bobby got beat up. Bobby really, uh, Bobby took that fucking pain, and uh, he he was the king for the night until that fight, and then. He just kind of laid on the ground after Tommy's mommy left and uh, Tommy's mommy's boyfriend. They just bolted out of there, stole a bunch of the beers, and uh, the boys from this block just kind of uh, kind of called it a night, told everybody to get the fuck out of Keith's house. And just like, hey, get the fuck out of here if you're not a boy from this block. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want you guys here. Get the fuck out. Get out. Get out. Don't take any more of this fucking alcohol. Drink your cups of punch. Throw your shit in the trash can and not on the grounds. Now get the fuck out of here. No. No, Billy. You can't stay. I don't give a shit. Okay, Billy? I don't care if whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Get the fuck out of here. You're not staying, Billy. Get the fuck out of here. No one's staying here unless you're a boy from this block. Especially if you're a boy from the block over. Go eat shit. Go beat up your fucking block mate, Tommy. But watch out for his mommy and his mommy's boyfriend. Tommy's mommy's boyfriend's a fucking crazy guy, okay? Now get the fuck out of here. The summer party's fucked up and crazy. So by the time everybody got out of Keith's house... We were um, we were all pretty fucking shit faced, and we still wanted to finish the alcohol. Bobby was still uh, Bobby was still laying on the ground. 
And uh, that kid, Billy, was just standing on the sidewalk watching us drink. Just like, it was no, he was, he was standing in the alley. He jumped the fence when we told him to get the fuck out. He jumped the fence into the alley and he just kind of stood there while we drank the rest of those beers. And we just like, what the fuck are you doing over there, Billy? And Billy's just like, I'm just watching. I'm just watching. We're just like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking weirdo. And Bill was just like, no, man, I'm just watching. I can't go home. I'm too drunk, man. That's why I'm trying to stay at your house, Keith. Keith, I'm trying to stay at your house. Keith, I'm too drunk, Keith. Keith, I'm too fucked up. You gotta let me stay. And, uh, you know... That's when the real Rick Daniel fucking came out. The real Rick Raging Daniel. I uh, found this knife and I was just like, Hey, listen here, Bobby. You got to get the fuck out of here right now. Or I'm going to fucking cut your fucking nutsack off. I'm going to cut your nutsack off. I'm going to go fucking mix it in that punch. And I'm going to fucking send you on your goddamn way. Because you'll still get the fuck out of here. Even after I cut your fucking dick off. Okay. Now that punch isn't supposed to taste nutty. And I don't want to fucking stab someone tonight. It's my first time being drunk. And even though Bobby got his fucking ass kicked, we're still going to fucking drink all this beer. But you're not invited, Billy. The party's over. And I know, Billy, you're a fucking kid from the block over. So you got to get the fuck out of here. Because right now it's only boys from this block. Bobby's the only exception because Bobby got us the booze and the liquor. You, you're just a fucking mooch. Now get the fuck on your way. And that kid walked away with the most sullen head ever. And we continued to get fucked up. Bobby just kind of laid on the ground. Uh, his neck was extremely bruised. Uh, we tried to get him to drink more. He just vomited everything we gave him up. And then at one point we just realized... I think we're just wasting alcohol if we uh, continue to keep forcing this down his throat. Uh, at one point, he did become unconscious. We just prompt him up. Bada bing, bada boom. He's all gravy. So uh, that is um, a story that I wanted to tell you guys is Rick Daniel. And uh, it's a Rick Daniel that nobody really knows. Um Nobody knows that Rick Daniel. That was a different time in my life. Before the limelight. Before the fame. The beginning of an addiction. But it did not get the best of me. The people that got the best of me are the people that are fucking right in front of me watching me record this goddamn episode. I'm Rick Daniel, and I'm forced to tell you everything I can and everything I want to. Well, that's all I got for right now. I've got to go run 80 miles because I'm fucking sober now. The real Rick Daniel is sober now.
So now I gotta go run 80 miles to take my mind off of all of the drugs I wanna do. Remember that, kids. If you get addicted to drugs, you're gonna have to run 80 miles because you wanna be sober. 80 fucking miles. Life's strange for Rick Daniel. It's a fucking strange, funky, groovy trip, and it's been rolling. This is Rick Daniel. You're listening to Rick Daniel, forced to tell all. 85631 Productions. Those stupid ass motherfuckers got me forced to do this. Fuck. That's all I gotta say. Fuck. That's. I'm ending it with one big fuck. This is Rick Daniel. I'll see you fuckers next time.